Good evening. Sitting here with Rebecca Morris, number nine, defense and slash forward of the Metropolitan Riveters. Uh, say hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Rafter. Awesome. Oh, anytime, Moose. Um, well, it's Tuesday right before our practice year, so apologize in advance for the coach on the previous ice time. He's really blowing into that whistle quite, quite hard, but... Um, <laughs> currently sitting here just looking over our practice arena and we're gonna get into it a little bit and start things off we're gonna rewind to a part of the introduction segment about the tweet I came across on your Twitter feed moose um, about naming your dog after Gomez the retired New Jersey Devils centerman so do you want to touch on that for a bit yeah so uh, my initial thought my family decided we were getting a dog got to name it something related to hockey, related to the Devils. We couldn't think of exactly what to name him. Uh, I think our family, my family, our favorite player was Brodeur always. And uh, Marty or Brodeur, nothing really worked. Um, and we, I always loved Scott Gomez. He was a longtime Devil. So we decided to go with Gomer because that was his nickname, you know, what his teammates called him. And I actually ended up meeting him after New Jersey Devils practice one day. Uh, my brother had skated at the rink that the Devils used to practice at uh, in South Orange. And I told him, hey, I named my dog after you. And he's like, he's like what do you call him, Gomer or Gomez? And I was like, Gomer. <laughs> that, that, that moment really stuck with me, you know, because I was a little kid. And like, he was actually like, really engaged and you know, wasn't just like, oh, cool, that's awesome never heard that one before <laughs> he, he you know he was into it and really excited so it really you know left a lasting impression on me and then funny thing is a few years ago I was in New York City with a friend just exploring for the night and he walks past me and, and you know as he was walking How many past years me later is this this, like, was, this was probably about like three years ago, around the holidays. So, so recent, yeah. Yeah, pretty recent. And obviously, I'm, I'm not going to fangirl a ton because I'm older now. You know, that's not as appropriate. So, <laughs> so I, and I didn't yeah. know what to say because I saw him and I knew it was him right away. And I knew that, you know, he was in the area. So, I was like, it has to be him. And I, I just said, sup, Gomer as he walked by. He was with a girl. <laughs> he was with a girl, I don't know, might have, might have been his girlfriend or something. And he stopped, turned around, and looked at me, and almost as if, like, he knew me. Because I called him Gomer, and he was like, Who, you know, not, not just anyone's going to call me yeah. Gomer, probably. <laughs> or, you know, recognize me in the Big, big Apple, so. I love that you just <laughs> called him out. Yeah, he was so he was so taken aback, and at the time I, w I was doing an internship for the Devils too. So then I, <laughs> technically employed by the organization, I really didn't want a fangirl because I you know mentioned it to my coworkers the next day. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm gonna text him. But um, yes. yeah, it was just really funny. And the, the girl that he was with didn't stop walking. She kept walking, and you know he stopped for a second, and then he didn't really know what to say. He just kind of gave me this look like, do I know you? I think I might know you. So, like, I joked around my friend that he remembered me from back in the day when I told he him I needed my have. dog after him, but yeah. he probably didn't. I think not many kids told him that they named their dog after <laughs> So that probably stuck with him. Yeah, but, I guess so. I mean, so you do have, unfortunately, Gomer has passed away. 
and you have another dog, did you name it Taylor Hall or no. Brian Boyle or anything? <laughs> no, I, I should have at the time. Uh, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even think Hall Hall wasn't on the on the team yet. <laughs> Boyle definitely wasn't. Yeah. But I ended up naming him Cooper. I was lo- looking for, you know, something Devils related that I could name him. I had thought about yeah. Rico for Adam Henrique. He's no longer with the team, but my dad didn't like that name. I also thought of Nico, and this was before Nico Heischer, you know, number one, number one over, overall draft pick signed. So I thought that was pretty funny that, that I considered that name before he even that's super funny thanks so much for sharing that with me and i mean clearly the devils have had a lifelong impact on you i mean it's influenced you to the point that you named one of your dogs after players so now that you're filling the same shoes that your idols have what does it mean to you to be in the position to inspire and empower young players well i'd like to think that one day (laughs) maybe a young kid will name their their dog their dog after me probably not gonna happen (laughs) but that would be cool. Moose isn't, Moose isn't a bad dog name. Moose. I mean, I've met some. I've met some people who name their dog or cat. Bear. I've heard Moose. Bear as a dog name. But uh, aside from that, I, it's just it's yeah. just really awesome, you know, to be in my home state and inspiring girls who are in in the shoes that I, I was once in. You know, growing up playing youth hockey in New Jersey. So it's just amazing to. On the one hand, be you know inspiring girls and being a role model for them, but also doing it in my home state. Yeah, it's really close to exactly. my heart. Being able to come home and play and give back to the community almost, and I mean, being in this wave of role models at the professional level has been so exciting to be a part of. And I mean, when I think back to my first season in the NWHL and compare it to now, it's funny to reflect on how your perception of playing the game and your motivations towards playing the game can change and almost renew to when you were younger and you had that just love for the game and wanting to play and we've touched on how there's external components of why you play but let's dive into those internal motivations I I mentioned in the interview that you had signed with the Riveters after completing grad school so could you walk us through how that exactly happened when you signed your contract or how you decided to come into the league? Well, two of my closest friends actually played for the Riveters during the first season. Uh, that was Celeste Brown and Beth Hanrahan. Played with both of them in high school. And, and Beth I also went on to play with in college as well. One of my best friends to this day. And I was visiting them in Brooklyn. I think it was maybe around the springtime. Uh, before my, I signed on with the Riveters, and they were like, hey, Moose, you really should play next year. You're planning on moving back home. You're going to be so close. They let me in on a little secret that the team was moving, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't pass up that opportunity, you know, to, to play yeah. so close to home at the at Prudential Center, the Devil's Practice Facility. I, I have yeah. to reach out to Chad and, you know, <laughs> see if... I can make it happen. Deep down, you're like, this is my dream. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> I was yeah. put on this earth to do this now. Yes. That's what <laughs> the 2016-17 season when you joined the Riveters, um, essentially, so you're coming out of retirement in a way. You'd been coaching for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And when you signed, there were two types of contracts. You'd either sign as a roster player or a practice player. And so for people listening, the background on this is generally practice players would 
play upon a roster player's injury, but I'd say from our experience with Chad and our coaches, um, if you deserve to play, you would be playing, and you'd, you'd have that opportunity granted to you, but it definitely requires a different mindset and amount of dedication as a practice player because you weren't locked into getting really anything financially, not that anyone in the NWHL plays for money, right. exactly, but... Um, it's different when you're financially com compensated for dressing for games. So after two years of dedicating yourself to studies, I think starting to play again may have ignited that fire within. Or I mean, you never missed a practice or a game in the first season. So um, how did you feel going into that first year? Well, I mean, when I had reached out to Chad, he, he informed me that I, it would be a practice player role and, you know, what the structure of the league was like with pay and, and playing games and everything. So, you know, to be honest, I I didn't really expect to play in many games, if any. So the fact that I did, uh, I was very fortunate. And, you know, obviously commitment's a huge thing, especially for Chad. Um, you know, he really, he really values that, having good people in the room, also dedicated players. So... You know, I, I never, I never had a, had a reason to miss a practice. You know, and and it's just so convenient for me. For me, I mean, at the time when I first started on the team, I didn't have a job yet. I was still looking, and so I didn't really have many obligations. And you know, this was this was number one. So, um, really wasn't wasn't an issue at all. You know, getting to practice and you know finding time to get and getting to have time to do workouts so and then eventually when I when I did find a job eventually uh, <laughs> eventually um yes. it really just fit in perfectly because you know where I work it's the rink is on the way right on my way home so you know not an issue at all I feel I feel like compared to a lot of my teammates I kind of have it easy to be honest you know example stretch driving you know three hours from Albany to get to practice pretty easy for me you know living so close and you know it being right on the way when I went home from work I think that's that's part of the motivation too the fact you can leave work and go right to the rink oh, instead of going home if you lay down after the day right right you're like oh man <laughs> gotta get up again for practice um but I mean that's awesome Initially, you hadn't expected to be playing much, but after you started to be getting into the lineup, you were speaking with the hockey writers about your role as a practice player, and you mentioned when you're putting in the time, the work, you want to plan a game, you want to plan every game. After taking a couple years away, how long did it take for this kind of drive to come back? Was it as soon as you laced up the skates in a game, or just an overall passion? Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty much right away. I don't think anybody's, like I said, happy, you know, not playing in games and, and putting in the time in practice and, you know, outside, away from the rink. But, I mean, I'm just proud to be a Riveter, and I have been since day one, just to be part of the team and part of the league, you know, something bigger than just yourself. I think that's sort of not really a difference, but in college it is a little bit different because – you know, growing up, you're really just playing for yourself. And, yeah. you know, in college, we did have a lot of amazing fans, some of whom I still keep in touch with. But it's really, it's really different now where it's, you know, it's not really for yourself as much as it is for the, the rising generations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to add to that, you mentioned you've always had kind of that team-first mentality in the locker room. Could you speak to that mindset you kept when 
there's an uncertainty if you're going to be in the games that you line up week to week? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a pretty optimistic person. You know, treated every week, every practice the same, you know, as if I was, was playing that upcoming weekend. So I, I really tried to never waver from that and, you know, really just keep that positive mindset um, and just act as if I'm going to play. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to do it because if you don't, then you'd be unprepared either way, right? Exactly. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this. If you listen to my introduction, you would know. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) Okay, so you'll know this. But I'm not sure. Um, But you played in nine games in regular season last year. And you've now played in 11 and we're just over that halfway point. So clearly you're you're being utilized more, not only in games, but... um, within the forward and D positions. So you've done your fair share of yo-yoing and and being interviewed by New Jersey Devils and NWHL writer Dan Rice, you talked about the change of pace when playing forward. And in his article, the website quotes you as saying, playing with Brownie and Rafter, I didn't try to throw myself yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah. It just happened to okay, be the quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me some of that spotlight. Uh, playing with Brownie and Rafter, they're two of our fastest players, <laughs> so it's nice to play True. with them. They bring up my tempo a little bit, and with my transition from T to forward, that's been a bit of an adjustment. Uh, as a defender, you're not always thinking go, 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 so it was nice to play with them and Lauren yesterday. Shout out to Lauren Wash. That's who else is in the court there. Love her. And this may be a challenge that you face when you move up to forward, but I'm more curious about how bouncing back and forth you feel has enhanced your game. <laughs> Sometimes when I go back on defense, I'm like, do I even remember how to skate backwards? <laughs> but no, obviously being a complete, well-rounded player is huge because you want to be able to play in all situations. You never know, you know, what's going to happen, you know, from game to game, shift to shift. You know, maybe somebody gets injured or on a, a PK, we have a few players a few defensemen in the in the box for example you know you need to get pulled back whatever the situation may be you need to be prepared and I didn't play a ton of forward growing up I did a I had a couple stints in college brief stints uh, then I got moved back (laughs) so it's it's really helping me you know understand the game even even more and you know you get a different perspective at forward you know it's not as much skating backwards and you know you're a lot of times playing defense, you're used to sort of just hanging on the blue line. Obviously, that's, you know, not to put down defensemen at all, obviously, because I'm a defenseman at heart. <laughs> but, you know, it's a completely different view of the ice. You know, what I love about defense is you can see everything's in front of you when you're, when you're breaking out the puck. You know, at forward, I think maybe initially I felt a little bit more tunnel vision because you're, you're usually up further up in the play. But I think I've adjusted to that a little bit. And, you know, shifting back and forth, I've actually come to enjoy it a lot because it's, you know, it's something new. It's, an, it's a new challenge. And, um, you know, just, just keeping up, you know, with, with my teammates in practice, with the other team, you know, shifting and shifting roles. It's-, it's really great to hear how you've just embraced this challenge and it's exciting to you to jump forward and back and um, you have a fantastic attitude thank you <laughs> derivatives hockey but I mean it's been great for me too to see um, your personal growth within the riveters organization and something that sticks out to me recently was you starting 
um, against Boston. And I just wanted to know the details of how did you find out that you were started? I found out when you found out. <laughs> <laughs> so we looked at the board? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we looked at the board and our names were circled. I was like, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. No, but that was, that was pretty exciting. I think it was the first game I started yeah. um, all season. And, you know, in college, I kind of yeah. had this superstition that when I started the game, I played better. So I think that gave me a little bit, you know, extra energy and motivation. Like, oh, this is going to be a good game. I'm starting. And we were we had some debate behind the scenes today via text message. But I was saying she scored against Boston at home that weekend. But she's saying she scored in Boston. So I'm going to trust her because she's the one that scored. <laughs> but <laughs> I sallied. I jumped about a meter into the air. It was. I think I sallied harder than you did. Yep. To be honest, just you so happy. That. I think I was in disbelief. I just didn't know what to do. But it, when you and uh, Lauren told me that you guys sell it harder yeah. than me, it, it, it made me really happy, honestly. I was like, yeah, yeah my lineies. Advocating for me, happy yeah. for me. It felt good. I think so Ray was shocked. She was right beside me, and I think I scared her. She was like, what? There's actually, I think um, Lorna, our assistant coach, made it her... Uh, background photo on Twitter the, the bench it's like a photo of the bench yes. at, right after I scored and I didn't know that actually uh, Dan Rice from the Hockey Writers told me yeah um, but just looking at that photo like everyone's facial expressions is really funny <laughs> like trying to think like what was being said on the bench in that moment I've got to see this photo I haven't <laughs> seen it yet oh my gosh side note to celebration Moose has I think it's just maybe the one best friend that goes pretty crazy and wild with the cheering, but even over the crowd, you can hear her. And I think she just says, I love you, Moose. Like, that's what she shouts. I don't even know. She just screams. <laughs> She's so excited. She doesn't even call me Moose, so. Well, except for at the ring. Or yeah. Rebecca. She might say Rebecca. Becca. But no, she calls me Moose during games. That's hilarious. So she switches to your hockey persona. Yep. <laughs> that's hilarious but I mean I'll leave you with one last question and uh, I think this is actually a super fun one so what advice could could you offer a player trying to crack the lineup just given your experience recently I mean I've had similar experience as well and um, coming back out of retirement you're a great example of someone who's come in and rocked their role and and moved their way up and is super utilized this season and so what would you tell a younger player in a similar situation? If you love the game, never stop playing. You know, the first line, point, point scorer, that's, yeah, that's fun, you know. It's nice to be there at some point in your career. But, you know, it's not all about that. And, uh, you know, accept whatever role you're, you're given and, and strive for more. If your coach ever, you know, asks, asks you, hey, are you interested in playing this position or this position? No, be be open to it. Um, I, I've tried going yeah. in goal; that didn't work out. But <laughs> wait, you know, when? how old were you? <laughs> I was. I always wanted to be a goalie. When My brother little, was a goalie, and right. I was obsessed with Brodeur. Would have been so. just too many goalies. In I just household. was. I just wasn't. Yeah, that, and I just wasn't. <laughs> I tried on ice, and I just wasn't that good. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's hard. It's unfortunate. <laughs> just wanted to be a Brodeur. Yeah, yeah, but just keeping okay. you know positive mentality and being being open. To, uh, whatever role you're given, but also you know striving for more, using that as motivation to just be even better and and you know take on an even larger role. 
thank you so much for the advice, Moose. And it's actually 7.58 right now, and we have a team meeting in two minutes. So I think we got to cut this short Yeah, here. let's get in and, there before uh, we get in trouble. Thanks so much for, yeah, <laughs> before we get benched. Oh, I better cut that out. But, <laughs> nah, you won't. But um, thanks so much, guys, for listening. And feel free to check out Moose's Twitter if you want to read about the devils. <laughs> Lots of info there. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. You heard it what? here oh, from the rafter.